Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, you're listening to Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s and 90s. Uh, you're hanging out with the Spooky crew. That's going to be uh, Tommy Yo. Hey, buddy. And me, John. Johnny Be Good. Hey, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the podcast we talk about anthology shows. Today we have some fun stuff in store, uh, but want to give a shout out to all the uh, shorties out there. Oh, yeah. That's right. Remember? The, yep, I yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> what up, shorties? What up, shorties? Spooky um, crew. Yeah, and uh, all three of you out there. <laughs> yeah, all our legions of fans. It's you, me, and uh, the big sniff, I think. Hey. Um, yeah, that's that's fun. It is getting warm in here. Yeah, just like the good old days. Yeah. So what's happening, Tommy? What's new in your world? Um, My favorite hockey team, the Boston Bruins. What? What? Yep. You're, um, wait, wait. You're from the East Coast, and you like an East Coast sports team. That I grew up near? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they won in a big game last night. I didn't get to watch it live because I was at work, um, and my phone died. So even on my break, I couldn't like chime in. But they won. Great a little scrum at the end of the game. And what does scrum stand for? Oh, it's a little a little fighting. Oh, okay. yeah. Are you a fighter? Uh, I've been in a a fight. I I would not call myself a fighter by nature, though. Yeah. No, I don't. Naughty see by you. nature. Hmm. I do. I have had one or two times when uh, things escalated. Are uh, you? The, were you the agitator? No. Okay. So I. But you've been in a fight. Oh yeah, I was in a bar fight. Me and my brother uh, knocked this dude out at a bar. Uh, it was kind of crazy. Uh, me and my brother went to this bar. I used to go to all the time. You know Van Cleef's. Oh yeah, Van, was it Van Cleef? Yeah. Wow. So back when I used to work at the pot club, uh, I would go there every day after work and drink tons of Greyhounds. And they make a great, uh, they make a great, they make a great Greyhound there. They do. I love that it's like, uh, they give you a huge slice of grapefruit. Yeah. I swear to God, if it wasn't for that place, I would eat no fruit. Okay. <laughs> Are you a grapefruit fan? Like by itself, I don't like grapefruit. I would not label myself a grapefruit fanatic, but I'm, uh, I appreciate one. From time to time, I'll maybe have like one a year, mm. unless I'm drinking Greyhounds. In that case, look out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went over there and I was like, yeah, this place is cool. And some dude was like getting in our face, like being weird. And my brother doesn't hang out in Oakland very much and doesn't realize, yeah, if someone's being weird. Just kind of let them do their thing and don't interact with them too much. Uh, but he, Kind of got in my brother's face, and my brother's like, what the fuck? Get out of here. And that guy's like, well, you want to step outside? And my brother's like, yeah, fuck it. And I was like, oh, great. This is not going to be good. And then uh, they kind of went out front, and they started fighting. I was like, oh, shit. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's weird seeing someone hit, like, somebody you care about. And, like, all of a sudden I was like, fuck this, and went over there and basically hit the dude and knocked him out. Did and you hit him from behind? No, he was like, he was like against a wall and my brother was kind of like right there and kind of like hitting him in the stomach or I don't know what the fuck was going on. They were kind of like scrapping and pushing each other around. And then I go in over there and hit him dude in the face and he's like unconscious, like crumbles to the ground. And me and my brother are like, whoa, that was crazy. I can't believe that just happened. Like what a crazy bonding experience for us to like go knock this dude out. 
And then, of course, like the bartender's like, you guys, you're out of here. You're out of here now. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I need to close my tab. And they're like, no, no, no. Get out of here. We're calling the cops. So we walked up to the bar. That's like, I don't know, five storefronts down. I started drinking over there. And then the cops came and they're like, that guy's unconscious, but we need to get your information in case he wants to press charges and all this shit. And I was like, fuck, like, this is my favorite bar. And I was afraid to go back in there. Like nothing ever happened with the charges, but I was like, maybe if I give it a couple months, they'll forget and uh, no one will say anything. But next time I went in there two months later, they're like immediately, hey, you're that guy. You beat that guy up. You knocked that guy out. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And he's like, that guy worked here. And uh, (laughs) he worked here. And he was a total piece of shit. He was stealing. He got fired a couple days later. And then the dude's like, can I buy you a beer? Whoa. Yeah. So it was like a 180. They like, they, every time I went in there, they'd be like, hey, what's up, Slugger? And they'd give me like a free beer. Slugger is a cool nickname. Yeah. I wish I had a cool nickname. Uh, No, I'm not going to give you a Slugger. That's too cool. Yeah. I mean, give me something besides Johnny Junk. Nope. <laughs> That's all it. I get. Yeah. You're just the junk man. All right. Well, in the I'll, trash kick you can. In, I'll, kick you, I'll kick you in the junk. Um, what about you? You get any uh, scraps? Any uh, scrums? Scrums. Um, me. With my brothers, we used to fight all the time. I've told a couple stories about that. But um, just in hockey, for the most part, I'm not a, I'm not a violent person. But when, it, when I was on the ice, baby, I dropped the gloves. That's just like vanilla ice baby yeah god uh yeah i used to, i used to fight a lot in hockey but very honorably and did with, you have a cool nickname when you're in hockey uh t-o okay just the initials was not very cool ticked off no no oh my my initials t-o i get it i was just you no. know trying to give it a little extra um pizzazz. i got i got into a fight with a teammate once during practice really yeah when i was at prep school he like he wanted you to stop grabbing his jock strap yeah, I kept on putting my hand <laughs> down his pants. Uh, no, it was a very weird situation. Like I was a, uh, I was an assistant captain, and um, there was a guy on a team who uh, I think was going through a weird thing with his girlfriend. We're like seventeen, eighteen years old. Ooh, it's a rough time. And we're doing this drill where it'd be sometimes one on one, sometimes four and four. They would put out different people, and this guy was angry. Mm-hmm. So our coach is out of town our assistant coach is like 22 years old sends me and him out at the same time and the kid just wants to drop the gloves and i'm like i don't know what's going on he's not trying to fight you though is he oh no he was trying to fight me he picked me out i think because i was like a skinny kid he was like i'm gonna try and kick this kid's ass he's like he took one look at you he's like yeah this is no problem yeah and i wouldn't fight him and then our coach stopped practice he's like hey what's the matter with you tio go fight that kid uh, basically what happened. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not really? lying. Like, yeah, he stopped the whole thing, and everyone c- came to center ice, and this guy's like, when I played junior hockey, if two guys had a problem with each other, uh, they'd settle it, and once someone, uh, lost the helmet or went down on the ice, it was over. And so he's like, if anyone has any problem with each other, go skate to center circle to the center ice dot and do it. Dude goes right there. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. And my buddy, one of my best friends, who was our goalie, he's like, Tommy, you gotta go. And I, I skate out there. He hit me once in the face, and then my like little brother rage took over, and I beat the shit out of him. Hey, yeah, I've knocked his helmet off within like 
two or three punches and then knocked him to the ice and I stopped. And then he uh, he attacked me after like right. I was like, all right, we're done, dude. And as I was skating away, he hit me like he speared me from behind. And it's then a like, little blow. Yeah. And then like the entire team beat him up, basically. Good. Like, every single person came and like kicked his ass. You know what? Uh, you know what? Another one uh, for T.O. is time out. Time out, baby. Yeah, dude. But um, it was so weird. Uh, like two weeks later, we were on the uh, on the bus back from a game, and he was like, "Hey, what's up, dude? What's going on?" Like, I think he had something going on in his uh, personal life that. So what you're saying is that you beat up an emotionally distressed kid who picked the fight first. <laughs> also, his girlfriend looked like a bulldog. So fuck you. Hey, it's kind of like Buzz's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Woof. Very More nice. like, yeah, no, she was not. I was gonna say something really mean, but I can't. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, not, but outside of hockey, not a big fighter. I don't like, I think, uh, violence is a turnoff. Okay. I use my words. And what's that erection about? You know, <laughs> pop the Viagra before the pod, like I always do. <laughs> it makes me a little more yeah. focused. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, not a big fighter. That's what, good. Yeah. Life's too short. Yeah. Well, you... You might have cut someone's life short yourself. You sucker punching some guy. Yeah, well, again, he deserved it. I was protecting my family, okay? Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, John, we texted a lot. Uh, well, you texted me a lot recently about you know, what we dick wanted to picks. do. Yeah. Um, ball picks. Ball picks. Not pictures as popular of, yeah. as a dick pic. Uh, pictures of my crack. Um, my butt cleavage oh jesus well actually i was just telling you this earlier uh i was doing a bunch of research onto anthology shows that we have not yet hit and i made a little list here let's uh, hear it yeah so of course monsters we've been talking about monsters have not got around to doing an episode of that yet uh we were also talking about uh the david bowie hosted one yeah uh i forget what we were calling it but uh it's called the hunger we're calling it like Something sexual, I think we were. It was like uh, the penis. <laughs> well, I mean, you find that you might find the penis. I don't know. The penis is sexual. Um, I don't know. What, it, it was called like stuff or snuff. Or... Yeah, we had some other weird name for it. I don't remember, but those two we talked about, as well as Tales from the Crypt Keeper. So yeah. that's three. Uh, then we recently found out that they remade a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, our episodes from the 80s so shit that i've seen from the 60s that got remade in the 80s so we gotta do that yeah um there's a show called dark room Ooh, have not yet checked that out i found out we've seen hammer's house of horror yep there's one that's called hammer's house of mystery and suspense oh but when it was released here they called it fox mystery theater oh interesting and yeah. and Wait, where where is the origin country? I don't know if it's actually from the UK or not. Oh. Um, I feel like it is. I feel like Hammer is a BBC production company or something. We could, uh, for an episode, do... We should find, like, a very foreign one to do. Like, Dude. even if, if it's a different language. Hold on. Just let me get through the rest of these. So we have uh, a show called Nightmare Classics. Oh. Did you ever watch the Shelley Duvall... Uh, like fairy tale theater. I don't even know who that is or what that is. She's uh, she's from The Shining. She's the wife. Oh, yeah, Shelley Duvall. Pepe, Le, uh, no, um, <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. No, no, um, 
she she was in Popeye. Popeye. Popeye Le Pew. What what's her name? Olive oil. Olive oil. Oh my god. <laughs> Olive oil Le Pew. Jesus Christ. Um Pepe what Le Pew else? is a skunk. Yeah. I mean How did I fuck that up? Eh, Pepe Le Pew. He's always chasing that <laughs> pussy. Yeah. What a weird character. Yeah, like a weird, stinky French dude. Like who's also, like won't take no for an answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you could make a new Pepe Le Pew cartoon. <laughs> no, same with uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Again, just a stereotype. Even Yosemite Sam. Most of these characters... Uh, yeah, I mean, Disney was not exactly delicate with some of their uh, choices. Song of the South. Yeah. I used to have Song of the South on uh, VHS tape. My crazy religious aunt sent it to me. Mm. Is it true that you wore it out watching it? Yeah, I just couldn't get enough of the zippity doodah song. Yeah, you sick fuck. Uh, okay, so wait, wait. We also have, uh, we talked about Tales of the Unexpected, which is the rolled doll anthology series, yeah. kind of like the Ray Bradbury show. Uh, then there is a show called Play for Tomorrow. This is another BBC thing, but it was all science fiction. Hmm. And it was kind of like, it all takes place in the same, like, state or city or something, but that's the only common thing. They're so all standalone. Yes. Yeah. I think there was one with Henry Rollins. I saw a screenshot of him. Oh, we have to. Yeah. We have to do that. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Welcome to Paradox. This was a 13-episode anthology show that was made for Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah. Let's Hold do on. it. You're going to like this one. It's called The Watcher. It was made... For UPN. UPN. And guess who the host is? Um, Sir Mix-a-Lot. No way. Way. You know my... I was going to guess. What? Deal Hughley. Eh, yeah, I could see that. This was, uh, I think, came on the same time as a bunch of other weird shit that UPN was producing. But I was like, dude, I watched a trailer that's on YouTube of uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot being like, tonight on The Watcher. And it's like a weird fucking tv promo i want to see it yeah i was like dude that could be uh you know get some new blood in here yeah we we need some new blood i mean i like a lot of the stuff that we do and you know we were talking about maybe doing a uh episode of tales from the dark side today yeah yeah mix it up a little bit though because some of these shows are a little painful to get through i found the one today a little a little painful yeah I mean, today we're talking about The Twilight Zone. Classic, man. Yeah, I love The Twilight Zone. The classic, the original. All of them. Yeah. I mean, this Not one Not the today, new one. Well, oh, well. You haven't seen it? No. Is it on Hulu? No. It's Amazon? No. It's on TV? No. It's on VHS? No, it's only on the streaming platform, CBS. Oh, we talked about this, yeah. All access. Garbage. Yeah, who the fuck wants to do that? I'll find a way to illegally download it. Yeah, stick it to the man. Yeah. So the episode name is Something in the Walls. Yes. It's from 1989, season three, episode 18, 19? 19. 19. Uh, before we get into it, do you have any drinking game rules? Face in the wall. Every time you see a face in the wall? Yep. Uh, uh, flashback. Ooh, okay, I like that. Uh, any, what about you? I got a couple. Uh, drink every time someone takes off their glasses. Okay. 
Uh, and also, every time they say the word patterns, patterns I w- yeah, that was my last one, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they do say that shit a lot. Uh, anytime they say doctor. Okay. Because they do keep it short. They do. Uh, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get right. into it. Let's jump right on in. It um, the starts with, hold on, I just want to say this part. It starts with a yellow checkered taxi. Yeah. I love it. I miss those. Yeah. Everyone Ubers all the time. I know. This reminded me of Yellow Jacket from Twisted Metal. Oh, I love Twisted Metal. Yes. Twisted Ye- Metal. Yellow Jacket, right. What was uh, what was their ultimate? Do you remember? I don't remember the ultimate, but like, so. Yell obscenities out at the side of the car. Hey, watch where you're going, bozo. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I think the thing with the character was the taxi driver was a dad who died and the kid his son was like remote controlling the car and his dad's dead body would sit in the driver's seat and he would control it from the back seat. What? It was Why? really twisted, huh? Oh God. Um, no. I liked, I liked roadkill. Roadkill was awesome. Axel. What was, what was his deal? Uh, God. He had like a Gatling gun or something. I thought it. Was it a hearse? No, that's Reaper. No, no. Uh, he had, uh, it was a junk car. It was, uh, I can pull it up right here. It is uh, 1976 Pontiac Le Mans, baby. Very cool. Um, uh, did you ever play Twisted Metal Black? Was it the one that came out like 2012, 2013? No, this came out for oh, PS2. PS2, yes, I did play that. And it was the first time I ever got into a Rolling Stone song, Painted Black, baby. Oh, was that the like intro song? That was like the song, like... And you know it's funny because I was starting to think about Great twi- song. Twisted Metal as I was watching this. You know what? Twisted Metal Black is an anthology game where you choose your character and it tells you a story about this character. And then once they get to Calypso, the dude who's running this crazy race, he grants them a wish. But it's all like a Twilight Zone wish where it ends up kicking them in the ass. And I was like, no wonder I was so obsessed with this game as a kid. It's basically a fucking anthology show. All right. Let's get into the episode enough. Side talk. Taxi rolls up, and we're at, uh, what's it called? The Crest Ridge Sanitarium. Crest Ridge Sanitarium. Um, And we get the little credit there, something in the walls. Yeah. And we find out this guy's name. Oh, wait, wait. Let's talk about... uh, (laughs) His slick briefcase? Yeah, what the... What the dick was that about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have slick leather briefcases like that all the time, but it it's did such look an unnecessary detail. Detail. Yeah. Yeah. His briefcase and all that, and then also his name is Doctor Mallory Craig. I kept on thinking like that's the lamest well, name. It's like, like Mallory's they, a girl's name or a last name, and Craig is a first name. Yeah, he could be Doctor Craig Mallory. Yep. And uh, there was another character with this, uh, later on who had the same kind of thing going on. You know what I like to think is that uh, his name is Mall- Dr. Mallory Craig, and he has a brother named Jenny Craig. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> He's like, I'll help with the brain. You help with their fat asses. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so he shows up. And, and he goes into his new office, and within, like, two seconds already this nurse... Becky Rob, is uh, that the name? Rebecca, she goes by Becky though. I know, but it's also yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, another one, another weird name thing like that. A uh, two first name of like one male name, one female name. And call it a twofer. Twofer. Hashtag twofer. Uh, she immediately jumps to shit and she's like, 
by the way, I just want to tell you how great I am and how I do every job in this hospital. And you're like, cool. Yeah. All right. Bye. Including being, uh, what does she say? Like the, the bear of bad news. No, <laughs> she says something where she's like, including doing this. Yeah. It's like saying judge, jury, and executioner, but instead of being related to court, it's related to mental health or something. Yeah. Um, so he start Mallory starts looking into his files. <laughs> Are you going to call him Mallory? Yeah. I don't know. Dr. Craig? No. Okay. I'll call no, him Mallory. I mean, yeah. I like it. So Mal starts looking into his files and... Uh, oh, can I also just say real quick, I the first time he speaks, his voice sounds crazy. It sounds like, you know, like if you woke up first thing in the morning and you haven't spoke yet and you kind of have like a frog in your throat. Yeah. It sounded like he was talking with like a voice box. Yep. He's like... Hello, it's nice to be here. Um, it sounded weird. Yeah, it was odd. Uh, but he finds one file in particular that interests him, and that is uh, Miss Sharon Miles, or Mrs. Sharon Miles. Also, another female name with a, a male name. Hey! Miles. She starts to tell him about how she's like the most strangest Per, uh, yeah, patient the, she's ever had. She self-committed herself. Yeah, the nurse is talking about Sharon. Mm -hmm. She's like, she checked herself in here. Uh, basically, oh, I love this. So he's reading her file. Uh, the doctor's reading her file, and he goes, well, according to this file, she refused to leave the house, is constantly arranging furniture in strange ways. That is and creepy. Re and refused to sleep anywhere but a plain white room. Yeah. So I'm thinking this... She sounds like a terrible wife. Uh, she probably doesn't want to fuck her husband, uh, which is why she's like, no, I can't sleep with you in here. It's got to be an all white room. Yep. Uh, it's like, do you want to go out, babe? No, no, I can't leave the house. Uh, I just got to keep rearranging shit. Mm. I'm like, mm-hmm. Do you, do you think uh, she really likes that cream song? Oh, uh, in a white room? In a white room. <laughs> yeah, with the curtains, man. Yep. Um, uh, no patterns on those curtains, by the way. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll get into this a little bit later about her relationship with her husband. Uh, but, yeah, she sounds like she's totally nuts. She uh, won't leave the room except to eat and to go to uh, counseling sessions. Yeah. And uh, did you remember the one-word response when he asked her, like, what's her attitude or her... Um, uh, yeah, what's her attitude? Yeah. Frightened. Yeah. Like, this nurse is... Garbage. Yeah. I was like, wait, how long have you been working at this hospital and you've never seen anyone as frightened as she is? This is Nurse Ratchet, but for this show. Exactly. They were like, uh, will you pretty much just be this exact same character for us? Yeah. Thank you. Even the way she looks, too. Yeah. She keeps doing, like, this doting, like, glance, like, okay, I'm, like, sizing you up. And she's always, I mean, we'll get into it later, but she's always, um... In the not the right place the right time, but she's always like walking by his office and being like, "Oh, let me do this," or he's like, "Hey, come here. Yeah, we need to talk about this." Um, so uh, that then we meet Mrs. Sharon Miles. Yeah. So Doctor Craig goes to visit Sharon, and it's funny. He goes, uh, "I know it's a little after office hours," and I was like, "Damn, dude!" Like. He like, hold on, of all these patients who I've just taken over their caseload coming into this mental hospital, I think I'll go with the one that's hot and crazy. And I'm going to run up after hours on this one who 
has never met me and is frightened and I'm gonna let myself into her room. Yep, give the old not they okay. One more drinking girl. Uh-huh. Every time someone knocks on the frame of an open door. Oh, God. That is great. Yeah. That's a good one. Yes. Nice. All right. Um, I, can, I can leave now. Uh, okay. So this part I thought was great, too. So when he, when Dr. Craig, I mean, Mallory. Come on. Get when, it right. When Mal, Mallory. Mal's. When Mal's first visits uh, Miles. <laughs> that's Sharon. Yep. Uh, he's like. Hey, how's it going? Uh, just thought I'd drop by, introduce myself. Hey, is this your origami? Like, and I was like, can she speak? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Like, no, he totally. delivers four lines of dialogues to just reaction shots of her smiling. Yep. And I was like, wait, this chick cannot speak. And I'm like, oh, no, she can. All he has to do is be like, oh, I see you're folding origami here. Yeah. By the way, wouldn't folding up origami look like faces or patterns or patterns not big to hole. give anything away big hole um there was a uh, to your point about the after hours thing there was a thing that really drove me nuts and that was uh, right after the scene when he goes and talks to her he's leaving and uh nurse ratchet shows up and it's like oh i've been looking everywhere for you but i'm like wait this is you're looking everywhere and you didn't look in the patient's room that he was just talking about well not only that but um he, he said it's after office hours. So, like, wouldn't she, you assume that he's gone for the day and you're, like, looking around for him? Like, if, if you're like, oh, I'm working 9 to 5 today and I come looking for you at 7 o'clock and be like, I can't find you anywhere. <laughs> wouldn't you be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm home. not supposed to be here. And he took a cab. It's not like his car's there. Yeah. Goddamn. Nurse Ratchet. She's always up in someone's shit. Yeah. Um, but, no, this is – so – when he goes to talk to Sharon, he uh, we find out that she's been avoiding therapy for two months. Yeah. So if she doesn't want to talk about what her problem is, this made me say, wait a minute. So she's married. She clearly does not have a job. So her husband is paying Just for this? footing the bill, yeah. Because I'm like, honestly, if all you are is afraid of patterns, why not paint one of your rooms all white. That way you can still have your child visit and lead a normal life. Nope. Instead, you're here. And I'm like, this is basically like a shitty resort that you're I, staying in. I have a, uh, I believe that the the husband is like totally okay with being like, all right, I'm paying for this crazy to be away. Like, she's not there. Well, his name is Jeff. And uh, he's only mentioned once or twice. Uh, she also has a son named Bobby. Bobby Miles. Hey, remember? We were talking about... Uh, that was the name from the last episode. We're like, there's always a Bobby. There's always a Bobby. Yeah. Goddamn Bobbies, baby. They're getting mm -hmm. everywhere. I wonder if that was like an 80s, 90s, like popular name. I'm sure it's for Robert, I'm sure. But yeah. Bobby's cool. Yeah. Bobby's world. No. Not, not as cool as Wayne's world. Yeah. Wayne's world. One of the best movies of all time. I agree. One, I probably on my It's probably my favorite comedy movie. Ever. I can watch that movie... Five times in a row. I can and, watch it and, six times. Uh, I can watch it uh, <laughs> infinity plus one. No, you can't. I can. <laughs> um, so one of the, I wrote, I wrote down one of the orderlies because I was just thinking like, that's what you would call someone who works in one of these places. She brings a blanket in to, uh, to Miles, Mrs. Miles, Sharon, uh -huh. and she freaks out. Can we just call her Sharon just because... I'm going to call Mallory Mal's. Mal's? Yeah. Shays. <laughs> ratchet. No one's going to know what the hell we're talking about. 
including me. Uh, so before this happens, how long do you think she's been in this mental hospital? I think, really, like, honestly, I want to say a year and a half to two years. Okay, so I wasn't sure. They don't really mention it. They only say two things that kind of makes me think about how long it's been there. Okay. One thing was they said she hasn't been in therapy for two months. Which so, means... Minimum two months. Yeah. But there's also another scene where Nurse Ratchet's like, she's painted her room half Multiple a dozen times. Half a dozen yeah. times. So that's why I thought uh, at least a year and a half, two years, if not more. Okay. Because, I mean, how... We'll circle back to this later. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have the, the nurse orderly or whatever you said brings a patterned blanket. It's starting to get colder. And uh, this Sharon, lady better be new, by the way. Oh, if, yeah. Like, like if she's like, I know you have traumatic. Old, yeah. But I'm bringing you a blanket. Like if you if this lady's been here for what I think to be a year and a half plus. You, the first thing you tell your new orderly is like no patterns. Crazy lady. White room. Yeah. Done. It's like if if instead of it being a woman with a phobia, if it was a crazy dude who chokes out ladies, you'd be like, by the way, don't go in there. He'll choke you. Yeah. Like, you got to of... give him the pertinent information. Oh, I, I brought him these belts. I don't know what he needs them for. <laughs> I brought him these great gloves. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she uh, she screams. She freaks out, and she's, like, kicking it outside of her room. Yeah. Like, uh, this is the first time we get any inkling that... Sharon does have something wrong with her because she just kind of seems kind of a uh, little peculiar at yep. first. Like, I don't like this, but now you see her like freaking out. You're like, okay, this chick is really fucking nuts. She's lost her marbles. Yep. Um, okay. Wait. Okay. So then it goes to the next day and this scene cracked me the fuck up. We see Dr. Craig standing in his office reading the book is on the shelf and he's standing there reading nothing wrong with that I, it's weird i'm joking of I'll, course oh. that's terrifying how about, how about when he um because i'm like it's not like he called her in there because she bizarre. knocks on the door frame drink that's a drink how about uh earlier when he he uh he's trying to relate to sharon when he and he says something like i i tried to make office like furniture or something uh ikea oh. It was like, oh my god, I can't remember what he said. It was, um, we tried to make a, a bookcase and end up being a napkin holder or something like that. He's like, no good with like crafts and stuff like that. Like, he's trying to be like, I'm one of you too, like that classic trope. But no, origami, not for him. No, bookcase making, not for him. No, he's a, a jack of. No trade. Wait, master of nothing, jack of nothing. He graduated to therapy, though. I have a question about this place they're at. It's a sanatorium. Credit Ridge Sanitarium. I have a question about what this place is. Uh-huh. What is this place? It's People a People seem to, like, just be able to... Her room's open. She can just come and go. Well, she did check herself in. She checked herself in, but, like, there are people just walking around, doing things, and, like... I've been to places like this, not as a patient, but I've been like to places like this, and it's much. It's a very controlled environment. Yeah, like if you're trying to treat someone for something mentally, you have to very much control it. And there is 
uh, no control in this place. Watch like all the other people checked in this place have like very similar things going on. Oh, actually all my patients checked themselves in. She's got a fear of patterns. This guy's got a fear of, I don't know, shoelaces. Yeah, They're like, all like uh, super boring and stupid. David Duchovny's there with like a, with his uh, sex addiction that he has. Dude, that's real. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, David Duchovny's definitely there, like, and they're not doing anything about it. Like, he's probably plugging Nurse Ratchet. Oh, God. Actually, no, she would be a little nicer, maybe, if she's getting uh, Duchovny. The Duchovny dick? Yeah, the yeah. DD. Uh, so the next day, when she knocks on his doorframe, and she's talking to him, Drink. I was trying to figure out who this actress reminded me of. And okay. I felt like her face is like... Six different actresses' face morphed together, mm. and like it had one of those things where, like, as soon as you like try to single one out, it like morphs away. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? No, I was totally. like, she kind of looks like, uh, well, not really. She kind of looks like, mm, you know. I was trying to place her too. Same the, with um, the dude. Yeah, the dude. Remind what? He reminded me of the guy from. Um, I thought he was the guy from Law and Order. Maybe because I. I watched uh, via my Xbox, and the quality was not great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so knock again, the knock on the door, and we get... Uh, Sharon apologizes to him. She thanks him, apologizes, and agrees to talk about herself uh, and her reasons for being at the hospital. Um, we got to get her that damn rug, too. Oh, yeah. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, Lovo, that's the only thing with pattern, and it's the most out-of-place rug i've ever seen it's clearly there just to be a plot device exactly um and uh she starts to tell a story about how she married jeff uh after one year of knowing him so hold on so yeah so she talks a little bit about herself and she is like haven't you ever seen faces like in a cloud or in the cracks in the wall and i'm like yeah everybody has everyone has and he's like you know, I never thought about that. Oh, this guy is the real psychopath. Yeah. You know that's a thing, right? Yeah. Do you have it written down? Uh, no. It's called periodiola, which is the, the, when Areola. you see faces. Yeah. Periodiola. Yeah. It's when you see a face and a nipple. Yeah. So it's like if you see three dots instead of a circle, you're like, oh, that's a face. Isn't that how, like, when people are learning how to draw... You kind of start with like a couple points like that. I remember getting like, uh, what was that magazine highlight? No, no. Highlights for children. Yeah, I remember yeah. they would like teach you how to draw like basic things and they have like three different progressions. It's like a very primal thing of being able to recognize faces. Yeah. Uh, it's part of our survival mechanism to recognize, you know, uh, predators and stuff like that, and also yeah. the face of your mother and like all those things that it's in our DNA to recognize faces. So it's not anything weird or insignificant, but. If this is actually based on a story written in the 1800s, maybe. Yeah. You know? I mean, again, it's, it's loosely based off the original. Um, best line of the episodes coming up here. Uh, when she starts talking about her background. Uh-huh. Married to Jeff. Oh, after yeah. After a year. Uh-huh. Uh, she wasn't frightened. Uh, what other fact did she reveal there? What? She didn't want to sleep with her brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, Jesus fucking Christ. We keep saying it. People love family porn. <laughs> didn't mention uh, she didn't want to sleep with her dad or mother or sister, though. 
yeah, that shit's all fair game. Yep. No, so she 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 gives a little background on herself, and then she starts recalling the night in question that brought her there. And we see her uh, alone in a bed. Where's Jeff? Jeff, Jeff's out, man. I already, <laughs> I already alluded to that earlier. Jeff, Jeff's just waiting to put her into the loony bin. This nothing's happened yet. Well, I mean, he could. I'm sure he signed this. He saw the signs earlier. Maybe, maybe Jeff is sleeping with their brother. Actually, <laughs> that would be a great Twilight Zone <laughs> twist. It would be. Yeah, I should have written this one. Uh, no, so it, it. I don't know. It just looks very strange. She's laying in bed alone. There's no husband, and she's watching shadows on the wallpaper. And then all of a sudden she sees a face like pushing through the wall, like the wall was made of rubber or something like that. Uh, but it looked like kind of like a demon face. It right? did. It, it maybe, had elongated like jaw and yeah. nose. Uh-huh. It didn't look like a human head for no. sure. No. And then they, when we see them later on, which we will get into, they look more like human faces at this point too. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought the effect was done well, considering this is like eighty nine. Like I, there was no, it was all practical effects. I, it was, which yeah. I appreciated. But the version that I saw, and that I got, the ones that I watched a couple times, it wasn't quite, uh, quite clear enough. Oh. I could see it. It looked pretty rad. Yeah, um, but only the first one you can't see. As it goes on, you can see a little better. Um, so she's tripping out. She's seen this monster face come out of the wall and then all of a sudden the phone rings and then the face like dissolves damn yeah that, that phone why didn't you know what just keep a phone by keep you a phone by you yeah and then have another one different line every time they show up call yourself on the other phone problem solved no problem you're like sorry demon i gotta get this yeah uh, it's hang like, tight oh, oh okay no problem oh, i'm so sorry yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> no uh so she's like telling the doctor she's like I could tell that this face was looking at me, and it knew that I could see it. Yeah. And uh, and it's trying to kill me. It's trying to kill me. And that's basically why she has this fear of patterns is because she's afraid she's going to see a face, and the face is going to come out at her. Um, so this is when Mallory, Dr. Miles. Yeah, Miles, uh, he's like, has several very logical explanations for what it could be. He's like, well, you probably turned away, and it didn't. Like, and she's like, no. No. Yeah. I wrote down. I was uh, like, wait a minute. She reacts so hard to his question of like. This, well, couldn't uh, it have been that? Yeah. He's like, the mind rearranged the dots. Like, yeah. this is what happens. This is normal stuff. Like you mentioned earlier. Uh, but no, she's like, no, it's trying to kill me. I'm yeah. like, it hasn't threatened you yet. No. And it's at this point. they're stuck it, in the fucking walls. If he was a capable doctor, he'd be writing, he'd be like, okay, paranoid schizoaffective with manic delusions and hallucinations and, you know, like all this stuff. It's like this, the more you get to know this character, the less credible she seems. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to him in his office and he's listening, listening to a recording of this. When? I, I don't know. Because you know could, what this is? Huh? This recording and it cuts. It's coming back from commercial. Yeah. So this is just as uh, like like exposition for anyone that maybe missed like the previous segment. But the whole thing they say earlier was like she's like I don't want to talk about it. So she's never talked about it before. Well, it, so oh, he it's the it's the conversation they just had. I know, but he didn't hit record. He wasn't expecting her. No. But, you know, again, that is just there for the commercial break, for people coming back and be like, oh, 
okay, I need to get drawn into this. One of Speaking the, of drawn, he's uh-huh. drawing a face onto his desk. Oh, my God. He's a terrible artist. He's, he's better than me, but... <laughs> uh, it looks like... Uh, have you seen Harry Potter? The Dobby the house elf? Harry what? <laughs> yeah, of course. It, it does look like Dobby. It looks weird. I'm like... It's got a really long, like, ears. You know what I wrote down? I wrote down uh, Rumple Skillskin is what it reminds me of. <laughs> Rumple Foreskin? Yeah. That that story, by the way, is scary. He's listening to the statement, and then uh, Nurse Ratchet comes in, and she's like, hey, just want to let you know it's going to rain. And this is, I thought the same thing. I was like, are we supposed to be suspicious of her for some reason? Yeah, I kept on thinking that she was like putting something in her food. Like why she would, was like in on it. Was it supposed to be a red herring? Were you supposed to think that? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think Why not just enough. make her generally helpful yeah. instead of having her be kind of like standoffish, you yeah. know? I guess she, she has to seem like she doesn't take any BS. Instead of a ratchet, she should have been uh, a monkey a, wrench, a fork. Generally, because she'll skewer you with some sick burns. Yeah, Uh, whatever. Um, They have a line in there too where she's like, "Have you ever seen a face in carpet, ceilings, wallpaper, or a pile of leaves?" (laughs) (laughs) What fucking Uh, what fucking writer was like? All right, these are believable. Let's just throw in fucking uh, toilet water. Uh, Have you ever seen a pile of leaves? Yeah, a puddle of. Vomit? Yeah. Uh, your toenail clippings. <laughs> your brother's balls. Yeah. Not your, not your brother. Maybe your... Anyone else. Yeah. Your uncles. Um, so, yeah. We see that... Uh, so, basically, the Becky, she just goes in there to be like, hey, it's going to rain, by the way. Uh, and then we cut to the next session uh, with Sharon and Mouse, And she's kind of elaborating on what's going on. And she starts talking about how she sees faces and everything and that they're chasing her. Yeah. Um, which is why she's had to like keep avoiding patterns because it seems to be like the faces are, seem to follow her and it's getting worse and worse, it's which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's out of range is what she says. She's like, I can get out of range as long as I don't, uh, I'm out of range when I do all these like things to avoid it. And I was like, what do they got? Like a 15 foot radius or they're like paint fucking, they can't get through fresh paint. I mean, if she really wanted to avoid this, just fucking put on some goggles. Put on some fucking blackout close, yeah. things. You know, close your eyes. Don't uh, even have to put anything on. Just keep yeah. your eyes closed. A, a night mask. Yeah. Perfect. Well, it's problem solved, dumb broad. <laughs> Idiot. Well, what did you think of the way they transitioned her between flashback and then current state? We'll get to that. There's a part where I didn't know if we were flashed back or flashed present. Okay. And we're, we're almost there. Um, but this is her flashback where we see the most of these weird wall monster yeah. ghosts. Yeah, and she thinks whatever. they're very old. Yeah, she, she goes very, like... Very, old. Yeah, she, she says, I don't know who they are, which means there's multiple, but she's like, they're old, and she says she doesn't know why, like, what they're doing, like, what they would do if they actually got her. So she's like, I don't know. Um... So then she's like, oh, I'm tired. And the doctor grabs her and he goes, will you tell me everything tomorrow? And I'm like, dude, that's so fucking lame. Yeah, and she storms out. Yeah. Every doctor would be very, very worried about this situation if that oh, just yeah. happened. She's Instead emotionally like, distressed. Like, hey, 
it's probably after hours, so he's like, I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah, her hallucinations of coming to a climax. We get a flashback. No, I wasn't sure. So I okay. wrote that. I wrote, I wrote, flashback. We see Sharon in bed alone again. And I was like, no, I had to cross that out because she's not back at her house. She's sleeping in the hospital. But what throws you off is you're like, well, where'd that window come from? Yep. Because you see the shadow of like a tree shining through the window. And that shit wasn't there before. It's like when he was in her, like introducing to her after hours. Yeah. It wasn't there. It's confusing. It's always weird, like how a tree and a shadow of the tree is very, very scary. Yeah. I've, I've never, I mean, I understand that because like I had a really uh, huge creepy tree next to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And when it was really windy during a storm, it would, uh, the branches would smack against the window and it's really creepy. I'm like, Everything else about a tree, not creepy at all. What about those uh, ones that are in Oz that throw apples at you? No, hey, they're, they're throwing food to me. <laughs> You're like, thanks, man. Yeah, that's cool. You think cool. I'm your uh, your your school teacher throwing me any, apples? You got any beers in there you can toss this way too? <laughs> hard cider, got some hard cider, some crust, some some pie. Hey, they do look like the Angry Orchard hard cider. They do. I yeah. wonder if they got that idea from Wizard of Oz. Do you have any creepy trees near you? Uh, I mean, there was this one tree that kept following people home and beating them up, but besides that, not Was really. it an ant? <laughs> oh, yeah, from Star Wars. I was going to say Fall of Troy, but it's... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, there yeah. you go. Um, yeah, we, I, I, side note, we can cut this out. Uh, I used to climb a lot of trees growing up. I was a big tree climber. I remember one time, so we had these like pine trees on our property that were like, huge, and they were like... So easy to climb up because the branches were like so prevalent that you could just like kind of pin pinwheelie around them. And I remember I fell from like twenty five feet up one time and just like like plinkoed down the. You did like thing. a Homer Simpson hitting every fucking rock crop. Yeah, I, I bounced down every single one, but I was like seven, so it was that age where like you can bend in half and not get hurt at all. Yeah, no problem. What, you hear something? I thought I heard a cat. It's all in your head. But this is where we have uh, the thing where I was like, is this a flashback or not? Because at first I thought it was a flashback to her in bed at her house. Is but she then, reading in the scene? No, because then she has the dream slash memory, and that's where she's reading. Okay. She looks like an old lady. She's like under like an Afghan reading. She takes oh, her glasses off. Out. She takes her glasses off, take a drink. Uh, but she starts hearing voices and well, like the power goes out and power goes out. There's like a storm raging. She should have gotten a Kindle. Oh yeah. I mean, that's no, no power, no problem. Yeah. If it was 1989, I would just go buy a Kindle. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so she starts hearing voices and then she looks at the wall and this is where the faces start popping out of the wall and it looks yeah. badass. This was cool. Yeah. It. They're saying, like... Don't resist us. Yeah, don't resist, come with us, join us, um, and, like... Tell no one. Yeah. Eventually gets written on the wall when she goes and sees her son. Oh, my okay, God. so... Oh, my God. Was this... So she sees them in her room, and they kind of, like, are like, all right, we're getting nowhere with her. And I, it, to me, it came off as they're like, oh, we're going to go to your son's room and see if we can get him instead. And that's why she, like storms out of the room and goes down and sees him 
So, okay, what I thought was happening was she's, like, starting to hear stuff. She looks at the fucking weird faces on the wall, and they start popping out. And it's not just one. It's multiple. And they're, like, talking to her now. And, like, it's really cool. One of them, like, looks at her, and then the whole body slides towards her. And, like, the arm's kind of out and, like, almost grabbing her. I was like, hell yeah, this is fucking cool. But then she escapes, and then... The faces kind of go away, and then the first thing she does is she goes, Bobby! And then she remembers, oh yeah, I have a son, because her husband sure as hell is not home. Look, he's banging, he's banging tail. <laughs> Jeff, not home. No, J-Boy. Uh, but, okay, that's my point I was making, was like, I thought it it was that they're, they can't lure her, lure her in, so when they disappear from the wall, they're like transitioning to, to Bobby's room. Yeah, so but everything's fine in there. But when it says all of a sudden, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon that says "Tell No One." Yeah, it's supposed to look like what these letters are being ripped through the wallpaper, and there's light coming through. It looked like it's supposed to be from like Aladdin or something like that. It looks like it was a cartoon letters. It yeah. was a cartoon. This was probably one of my top what the fuck moments of any show, where I was just like. How are you going to go from a live action show, especially one with such great practical effects, to a cartoon and expect and the, no one's going to notice or say anything? Yeah, exactly. And then the way, like, uh, it was like zoomed in at first, and then it kind of panned out to you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, are we getting a reveal? Is this like a bad guy? And you're like, no, this is cartoon letters. Also, imagine uh, if it was Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if uh, you don't want anyone to know, don't write tell no one huge on the wall. Yeah. All right, so tell no one, and then it's a stormy night. Sharon, Again. W- Sharon wakes up from her dream, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, this part blew my mind, too. I, uh, yeah. Sharon wakes up and calls Dr. Mallory Craig. Okay, back to my point. About, on his home phone number. Okay, back to my point of what the fuck is this place? Like, okay, how do you get access to a phone? How do you get access to their home, home phone, phone number? Of the psychologist helping on you, yeah, helping you. And then, in the middle of the night, in a storm, we don't know what the fuck. Like, was your your point is very valid? Was that a flashback, a flash forward? Was it a memory or a dream? What was happening? Because it was a story night in both things. Uh, and oh, but maybe because it said tell no one, she's like, I should tell someone. Yeah. Dumb. Okay, whatever. I mean, if she really thought that her child was in danger, wouldn't she not leave him alone by himself? Because the dad's not home. No. (laughs) Bobby's just fending for himself over there. It's like Lord of the Flies. I kept on waiting for the dad to show up or be like the person in the walls. Ooh. Like, like this is something like, I I kept on waiting for it to be like, oh, I killed him and put him in the walls or something like that. Like, uh, that, like, like, uh, the heart of, um. That really famous story where Telltale Heart, the Telltale Heart. Yeah. I kept. I thought this was going to be a spoof off that. At this point, yeah, her nope. uh, husband's in the wall, and instead of writing "Tell No One," he just tears a little hole. Yeah, a glory hole, a little glory hole. Like <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, I left that for a reason." But she's like, "Yeah, these faces keep sticking out of the wall, and I just sit on them." Yep. <laughs> Put my back right up to it. Um, but yeah, it's a stormy night. Um, she calls the doctor. She, she says, I lied to you. Yeah. She goes, um, now I'm going to tell you everything. Tomorrow, though. Not now. No, now that again. I bothered you in the middle of the night on your night off uh, somehow, I'll just give you a little teaser. I'll yep. tell you tomorrow. Yep. 
This is just moving the plot along to but get a few more minutes out of this. And then... She uh, does say... She thinks she, she knows what they are. Well, she goes, promise me you're going to protect Jeff and my son. I'm like, where the fuck has Jeff been? Yeah. Why didn't you call your husband Jeff instead of the doctor? Yep. Okay, this all will come into my final thoughts on the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, got that leaky roof that uh, they got fixed a year ago. Yeah. It's the but, next day. Uh, you know what? They didn't fix it. They fucking, they definitely uh, did not fix this roof because he has a full bucket of water in his I know. office. It's like, you know what time the doctor shows up. Empty that bucket before he gets in there. Yeah. And also, do Come you on, think this is, this is what uh, Dr. Craig was picturing for the two weeks when he was imagining how eager he was to go to this yeah. crest ridge and he gets there and there's fucking holes and buckets and yeah. patients who don't really have problems. Uh, there's a mention of one of my favorite words at some point, a doozy. Oh, I thought you were going to say pussy. The nurse is like, it came down. That's why it's raining. And all the patients were really freaking out because the rain was so bad. And Becky acts like she's never dealt with any sort of crazy person for lack of better words. Yeah. And again, this goes to the theory that nurse ratchet in this Becky is like the real bad person in this episode. Yeah. Well, so she basically is like, yeah, everybody is freaking out. Uh, I had to lock all the patients in the room. Uh, by the way, Sharon was screaming. Uh, the patient who I've never seen anyone is terrified. Uh, she was screaming about something, but I just shot her full of sedatives. Yeah. She gave her twice as much sedatives and then locked her in her room. Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, what? This happened? Because, you know, he got the call from her. So the doctor runs over to go check on her. And she seems... Quote, unquote, fine. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's really peculiar. She, uh, She's like, oh, she's yeah. wearing a like a shawl with a pattern on it. Yeah. He goes, that's a very pretty outfit. Very pretty outfit. Ugh. Intricate pattern. Yeah. And um, she's like, yeah, that just goes to show. I'm all cured of all my phobias. Yep. All this stuff. Um, it's all because of you. And the doctor is hella suspicious, as he should be. Should be. But By also- the way, if you shot this chick up with twice as much sedatives, she'd be a zombie right now. Yeah. She wouldn't be up, like, fucking... Acting like nothing's... Like, she'd never have been crazy before. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he... he uh, oh, there's also a door knock in that scene, I believe, too. Oh, yeah, well, so, yeah, he goes uh, to go help her leave because she checked herself in, so she's like, all right, I'm fucking done, dude. I'm checking myself out. So he helps her pack her stuff. Um... And as they're packing, he hears a moaning sound and looks up, and uh, there's the watermarks on the ceiling of where the plaster had leaked and all the rainwater's dripping through the plaster. Uh, And he hears the moaning, uh, and then he looks back at Sharon as he's leaving, and I'm like, does he know? Does he suspect anything, or is he just like, duh, that's weird? Yeah, I. it it was very vague. Well, what it turns out the moaning is, is it, was Sharon's voice, and basically what we're led to believe is that now her head is sticking through the wall, yep, and that there's been like a body switching, a, there's a switcheroo, a little switcheroo, body snatching action. So whoever is in her body is one of these old souls or whatever, whatever these old demons thing. Yeah, I wish it had been like. Well, I'll get to well, it. Yeah, that, that, I think we both are probably going to make pretty similar points. And that was this episode of Twilight Zone. Uh, 
For better or worse, that's what it was, uh, as usual. Uh, let's do our little rating system and play some creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers! Um, okay, I'll go first. That's okay. Take it away. I really, really wanted to like this episode. I thought the the initial concept is, is easy, simple, um, something that everyone has been able to relate to in their life you you see faces and things blah blah, blah. i remember as a kid um a lot of people had those ceilings that had like the stucco stucco yeah stucco or like what is, is that one's like kind of hanging down it's like popcorn-y kind of looking yeah yeah um and i remember as a kid i would i could lie up there and lie in my guest bedroom and and look up that and see faces and stuff but my big problems in this episode were that we don't know anything about what they are. Yeah. We don't know why they want to get into her body, how they get into her body. Why are they only going after her? Why wouldn't they just target the sun easier target? Uh, where's the where's Jeff? Uh, incompetent nurses, incompetent doctors. Yeah, it would have been great if like she let a little of it loose when she called him on the phone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yep. but no, it was. It was a lot of buildup to zero explanation. Like when it ended, I, I, I was, I was like, did I look at the wrong file? Did like I skip something? I, I didn't know. So that really killed it for me. I thought that again, the concept is great. Uh, the special effects, the the practical effects are great, and so that's gonna boost it up for me. I was gonna give this a very hard score. I was gonna go with a three, but. The special effects on the wall. I'm gonna go five. Hey, wouldn't watch it with a friend again or a date. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of characters that you didn't really get to know. Any, you didn't get to know anything about uh, Mal's. Uh, very even our our main character Sharon. You don't know why she's got this weird relationship with her husband. Why she's self committed. Really, why she's self committed, but. The son they mentioned once, Ratchet is, fuck, a ratchet. I don't know what the hell's going on. So, yeah, 5 out of 10, and that's a generous score for me. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it? That's the trash man. Uh, I know what you mean about wanting to like this and give it a higher score. You know, like, some of the shit that we watch, like... Like, what this does have going for it, it does have production value. It looks good. There's no, like, weird camera things. The lighting's fine. The acting is solid. Like, you know, the practical effects are good. There are a lot of things when you're, like, on paper, this is great. Like, a lot of, you know, of the kids' shows that we watch don't have that production value. However, like you said, there was a lot of question marks raised. But it's a Twilight Zone. I don't feel like you always have to answer all those things. Um... Was it funny? Yeah, I laughed at some parts. Uh, was it creepy? I mean, I feel like if I had, honestly, if I had saw this as a kid, it may have given me nightmares. Oh, no, no. Okay, that's a very good point. That's a, that's, and that's part of the reason, I didn't mention it, but the part of the reason that um, it was not a three for me, it was a five, is because the relatability to everyone being able to see this. Yeah, it's like a universal fear, like, you know, everyone's like, the fear of you know being murdered the fear of being eaten or chased like these universal primal fears i feel like yeah if i had watched this as a kid and then like okay time to go to bed i'd be like 
too fucking scared to look at my ceiling or any shadows because yeah. I'd be like, that shit's going to come for me. Get that night mask, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be honest, the only thing that like I was like, because I showed the dude drawing a doodle of a weird creature. I thought. And I... then they show like the first time you see it, it's like an elongated face. And I was like, are these monsters or something like that? You know, if maybe they had shown like. After it rips into the wall, tell no one. Maybe you saw, like, the eye of, like, a creature or something. Or maybe she had elaborated, like, I've been chased by this my whole life. Or this is what killed my grandma or some shit. And it's like, okay, well, what's really happening? How do you know these things are old? What is it? I don't know. Uh, I liked it better than that. i say uh, I'll give it a six. A six? That's that's a fair rating. Um just to kind of piggyback up on your points, one of the things I briefly thought of as I was watching it was um, wanting to fuck Nurse Ratchet. Uh, well, she'd probably be, uh, she'd probably be bossy, um, <laughs> or just bad at her job. Like that's all you got for me? Yeah. Uh, but um, one of the things I briefly thought that could have been a possibility was like, because uh, he shows up and he's like really looking forward to this job mm-hmm. was like maybe he had been one of these things in the wall and was trying to get one of his another one of them out of the wall via her and that's why he like initially immediately pulled her file up first and was like what's going on in this i was like i was waiting for a little twist of being like uh him being like oh my god i got you out like another one okay so i think i figured out what my hang up on this episode is i think it's that it could have gone one of two ways, and it kind of meandered and didn't do either thing right. So if it was going to be like, hey, these things body snatch you and take your place, we needed to know a little bit more about who they are and why they're doing that. Yeah. Otherwise, what the, the story should have been is we don't believe your your mental thing. We're not going to listen to you when you're crying for help. So she actually does get took into the walls. And that would be also be a good story. It's like the doctor not really listening to his patient allows her to be a little, taken over by this. A little boy who crawls wolf. Uh, crawls? A little boy who cries wolf kind of thing. Yes. It's also like we were talking about tear at 20,000 feet. This guy's like, hey, there's this monster on the side of the wing and no one believes him. And if he hadn't, you know, made a scene about it, it would have been too late. And again, if the story had gone a little harder in one of those directions, I would have given it like an eight. Very surreal episode. Yeah. Which I did enjoy, but... You know what else I enjoyed about this episode? What's it that? actually had monsters and stuff in it. You know, we've been detouring away with time travel and, and these secret agents and shit, so... Were they ghosts, you think? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Hey, I just figured it out. All right. Um, do you have anything you want to add on to the episode or add about it? No, that's just about it. Uh, thanks again for joining us here at Short and Spooky. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, send us a tweet. I've been tweeting a lot. Uh, send us a tweet at Short and Spooky. Uh, or you can write us an email at shortandspooky at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Well, John, I am burning up in this in this studio right now. You are pretty hot. I mean... Yeah, both sense of the word. Look at these pit stains, brother. Yeah, you got some pit stains. Those of you at home, John is pit staining out of his mind right now. I think I see a face in those pit stains, actually. Find that devil. Oh no!